Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the playground. Uh, this it's been so long. I, I think this kind of uh, constitutes a reunion episode. <laughs> it has been a while. Yeah, the last time we released an episode, it was without Arik, and that was before the playoffs started. And we're now at the uh, the tail end of the second round of the playoffs, if you can believe that. It's hard to believe. Um. Let's see. It's been so long. Of course, I need to introduce uh, my partner, my better half, uh, Arik. Aw, so sweet. How you doing, bud? I'm doing, you know, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. And, you know, yeah. we've obviously both been quite busy of late, and, and that's, why, uh, that's why it's taken us a while to find uh, some time that we can do this together. Yeah, I just want to say that your episode last time that did not include me yeah. uh, is our highest listened episode in a, like a while. Really? Yeah, so maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe that's a sign. Dave, we're going to bring you back, buddy. <laughs> if, if I had realized it was going to be so long, I, I would have uh, tried to schedule something uh, with Dave. No, th- uh, we, this just happened. We didn't yeah. mean for this to happen. No, we did not. Uh, but I would like to say uh, uh, once again thanks uh, to Dave for uh, – Doing the uh, kind of subbing in and doing a pod, uh, it was a lot of fun, and we will have you back at some point because uh, yeah, man, thanks a lot. Yeah, the 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 feedback I got was extremely positive. Uh, did did you listen to it? I would prefer not to answer that question. No, <laughs> it's uh, a great friend. <laughs> it's, it's no, no. So it's, it, the problem is it's in my it's in my queue, uh, but I've been it's been a crazy time for kind of podcasts whose shelf life is really short. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I try to, uh, you know, I, I try to listen to uh, all of the podcasts that are going to be no longer valued in like a day, you know, yeah. r- roughly right when I get them. And it's just been like a content machine between, and I don't, I'm not even subscribed to like a lot of basketball shows, right? But like between, between basically between Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe, it's been damn near daily, it feels like. Just, Bill Simmons, just podcasts. who you can hardly stand, uh, took precedence I, over... Your, there your are versions friend. of Bill Simmons that I enjoy and versions I don't enjoy, but a lot of it has to do with who he's talking to. If you're talking to Jackie McMullen, I don't care who you are, I'm listening. Oh, for sure, absolutely, and that was a great. Jackie McMullen is a goat. That was a great episode. Sure. Oh, she's she's absolutely one of the best. And her episode with uh, Zach Lowe recently was also just. Uh, just I was listening such to that listen. on my way home, which is why I wasn't listening to our our, our last episode. But it is on my list, <laughs> I and I will like listen. Uh, I know, but I'm, I'm just not worried about it. I feel like it's it's evergreen content. Yeah, yeah, it's evergreen content. If you want to hear our thoughts about the Celtics heading into the 2019 playoffs, <laughs> I do want to hear about that because it'll be way funnier now than it was then. How you holding up, man? Are you, how you doing? Uh, okay. So, because I thought about you, I was, I'll preface this with I thought about you when I was listening to, I think it was Bill Simmons talking to Ryan Rosillo and Joe House the other day. Did you listen to that one? Yes, I did. So is it just Bill was at such a breaking point where he's just like I just want this to be over. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch this team anymore. This isn't fun. Like mm-hmm. I actually don't even want them to keep going, which I was just a pretty shocking thing for a sports fan to say about their own team. So I was I was curious how you feel now that they are uh sadly or maybe not sadly uh, eliminated in the conference semifinals 4-1 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um it's been such an up and down season. Uh, I I kind of already hit my my breaking point of like frustration and disappointment 
So in sure. a way, I was kind of playing with house money. Um, you know, they swept the first series against Indiana. Um, they did. Which, Indiana missing their best player, but still impressive. Yeah. But, I mean, they've been missing their best player since like January. Uh, yeah. they still, no, they're impressive. Yeah. For sure impressive. Uh, still, still a solid team. They still played well. There were a few games that were pretty close. Uh, but uh, they, despite being a sweep, you could kind of see like, oh, they're not, you know, they're they're not looking great. There's this like sort of mantra the whole regular season with the Celtics, Celtics team, like, oh, everyone's overreacting. It's the regular season. This doesn't matter. Just wait until we get to the playoffs. And yeah, I feel like that's something the Warriors can say, and they're maybe right. I'm not sure anyone else gets. No, that. exactly. I, I think like you know LeBron when he was with the Cavs, he kind of had that attitude, and it's like right. he, yeah, he knows how to step it up a gear and and just you know annihilate teams in the playoffs. You know, um, this team never had that experience, um, and they never uh, as currently constructed. It's you know, for all intents and purposes, despite a, a few personnel changes, we've had sort of the same core for two seasons, but they've never really all been together, uh, at least, you know, not healthy at the same time. Um, so, you know, I think that works for a team that's achieved and has been together for a while and just knows what the, you know, what the effort level is and what it matters. But I think for a team, what you want to see for a team like Boston coming off of last year, this really should have been ideally their sort of 20, uh, 17 season with the Warriors where you just like roll through everybody, right? Like you're just like, whatever. We're <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, ideally, um, yeah. you know, they hit the first game against Milwaukee. They looked really good. They were playing that excellent nice defense. Game, Everyone looked on board, uh, with the plan and then they just totally fell apart. Uh, and the last four games of that series, uh, we really kind of saw, you know, the, the worst face of the Celtics that have uh, we've seen, you know, far too much this season where they were just, you know, uh, making really bad uh, choices, uh, both offensively and defensively, and just p- putting up like a really inconsistent effort. Um, I do kind of uh, agree with Bill Simmons, and I think I've said it as much on this podcast, and I, I was just kind of ready for it to be over. It, it has been a, a pretty unpleasant season um for a number of reasons uh people are really killing Kyrie right now um and he was terrible in those last four games like like historically bad uh offensively and he just kind of quit playing defense um but I think I think you have to like lay blame like all around it's not like the rest of the team was great and, and Kyrie took them out of it it was like you know Gordon Hayward, uh, despite looking really good towards the end of the season, uh, didn't really show up in that series. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Jason Tatum uh, has been uh, kind of having his sophomore slump all year long. Um, you know, we, we have a few bright spots. You know, uh, Jalen Brown has been really solid. Uh, Al Horford was solid all year. But this just this was just not a team that was going to beat a 67-win team. There was just, like, no way. Um so yeah, I'm like I'm at peace with it, uh, and I'm really curious to see uh, what happens going forward. Um, a lot of people in Celtics land would tell you that they really want Kyrie out the door. Um, I think I don't necessarily think that's like <laughs> the best for us, but I also think like you know, obviously, if they can 
finagle a crazy Anthony Davis trade and retain Kyrie, then I think we're in really, really good shape because Kyrie doesn't have to be the best player. Um, and it seems like he's he doesn't really flourish in that role. Um, no, he's a phenomenal second best player with a strong leader. Yeah, yeah. He's just not. He's. I mean, I listen. I don't blame. Not everyone is going to be a phenomenal leader of people mm-hmm. ever. Definitely not every twenty-seven-year-old is going to be, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But if you uh, if your job is to do that, <laughs> then that's a that's a problem. Yeah, he he definitely. Uh, I I hope he learned some lessons this year. Um, uh, <laughs> he he definitely made everything a lot worse than it had to be. Like it wasn't I hope he makes just Uncle Drew too. Yeah, it wasn't just the team's performance. It was uh, him saying like the worst possible things at the worst possible time. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, there's there's not a lot of. Uh, uh, there's not a lot of love for Kyrie in Boston right now. But that said, um, I, I am certainly open to the idea that him staying there could be a good thing. I don't think he was the the single uh, cause of all our problems. Like, you know, uh, I think there'll be a little addition by subtraction because um, there were too many people and that created a lot of unhappiness. I, I know Danny Ainge is going to uh, address that in the offseason. And, and, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um so yeah, uh, Celtics are no longer in it. Uh, I'll just quickly say about the Bucks. I am super impressed with that team. They're like the anti-Celtics in a lot of way in that they uh, play for each other. They've been playing really, really hard all year. Uh, they hit a higher gear in the playoffs, and I think uh, I think they've got uh, a strong shot of, uh, of the remaining teams to win it all. Um, and I have no bitterness towards them. Um, I would love to see them uh, uh, advance... Uh, uh, to the finals, and I would love to see them win. Um, so that's the only series that's over. Um, I quickly, just to go back to the first round, uh, uh, are there any of the kind of the losing teams that were eliminated in the first round that you have any thoughts on? There's one that stands out to me that's worth like a, a quick discussion, but I'm just curious if there's anything for you there. Um, I mean, I think there's quite a few teams on the West side that are sort of interesting. I don't know that I have any thoughts. Brooklyn was really, really fun, and I think they'll be uh, interesting to watch going forward. I think uh, they're going to get better and better as long as like the, the management is, is yeah, sound. Yeah, and assuming they retain D'Angelo Russell. But um, yeah. the, the other three teams in the East I didn't really care about. As for the West, the Clippers really, really impressed me. I really like Montrez Harrell. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's a fun young team that has a lot of potential. Utah, kind of the other direction, uh, <laughs> didn't didn't really see much from them. Oklahoma City, you know, it just makes me happy that that I, I'm going to come back to them and finish with yeah, them. That's San that's Ant- the interesting one to me. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's talk about them last. So so San Antonio, I mean, I think it's a hell of an achievement to get that series to seven, given the team that they had in the season they had. I think they are likely to be better next year mm-hmm. um, because they're getting uh, what's-his-name back and um, what is his name? The guy who the injured, like, the first week of the season or maybe the preseason? Uh, you know what I'm about? I don't even remember. <laughs> Gosh. Is it DeJounte Murray? Uh, possible. I think you're right. This is a real gotcha journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I believe it's DeJounte Murray. 
Uh, let's see. Yes, he's been out since okay. October. Okay. So well, they're going to get him back. He's he's really good. And then that Derek White uh, guy has, I think, a lot of uh, upside potential. So I, I think they should be a better team next year and also whatever they do this summer. But I just thought that was impressive, especially given how good Denver looks right now. Um, I wasn't ready but, to let go of San Antonio, San Antonio perennial playoff team, so I'm glad they made it. Yeah, and I, I hope they make it again next year. I think they will. Uh, as for Oklahoma City, I I mean, Yikes. I have a hatred for that franchise that is, ira- <laughs> you know, it's perfectly rational, but it's not uh, necessarily season or situation specific. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to say that uh, the the moment, the way that the that Game 7 ended, uh, Game 7, the way that Game 5 ended was well, maybe one of my f- top 10 most favorite basketball moments of all time. That was so fun for me. In um, in what, you know, what aspect love, of it? Well, I love Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. and I, oh, him hitting that like uh, half court yeah, shot, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was great. incredible. That was great. I mean, crazy shot, crazy courage, and and I love the uh, courage, but crazy, yeah, seals the the resolve and the determination, and, and yeah, the, uh, just the, the determination to do that. I know some people say, oh, it was a tie game; they would have gone overtime. So what? Doesn't matter. Just like to call your own shot from thirty, whatever, thirty seven mm-hmm. to, and then to nail it, and then to just. Just no emotion. Just I mean, the, Kyrie the, tried to the do wave. that like a dozen times in the last series, and I think everyone clanged. Yeah, yeah. The wave. He's like Kyrie's like doing the Nick Young, where he's like turning around and walking away as the ball clanks out. Oh my gosh! But that was the greatest moment in NBA <laughs> it's history. Such an apt but, comparison, and it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just the Dame Lillard just walking away. I mean, God, I just loved that moment so much. So, so that was super fun, and I mean. You know they're very likely going to lose to Denver tonight, but um, you know they've overachieved. I mean, no Nurkic. It's it's just been Cantor with a separated shoulder. Cantor, first of all, the fact yeah. that I'm talking about Cantor, and then Cantor with a separated shoulder during Ramadan. Um, <laughs> just not, he can't take his medicine. It's unbelievable. So, oh, he can't take his medicine. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's unbelievable that this team in the West is in the semifinals and. I mean, they're not out. They're only uh, the game is going on right now. They're down six. They they probably six. will lose, but they're playing yeah. a team uh, at at full health. That's just yes. much better than them. Um, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no no shame. Although I have to say, watching Jokic is the weirdest experience. He just he's he's ridiculously good, but he does not look like he should be. Like <laughs> he's just so doughy, and it's and he's so tired looking, and he's just. He's turning all pink. I don't know. It's just like there's nothing about him that suggests he's a premier athlete, and it's amazing. Uh, yes, it's absolutely great. I like Denver yeah. a lot. Um, man, I would love for them to sneak in the finals. I really would. Uh, oh yeah. You well yeah. I mean, I would like that. I would like that way more than than Houston. Making yeah, the if I had to pick between Houston or Golden State versus Denver, I, I'll I'll take Denver ten times out of ten. Thank you very much. Although. If Golden State were to be without Durant in the finals and they won, I think that would be hilarious because I think that, I think that would do like real damage to Kevin Durant's legacy. <laughs> uh, it is going to be really interesting. I think even if even if they just because uh, Steph was suggesting that they're going to have to play like they did before Durant came there, mm-hmm. and if they do that and just destroy Houston, yeah, I that's going to be hilarious. It'll be really funny. Um, yeah. Although it sounds and and you know. Uh, Thank goodness. It sounds like uh, Kevin Durant's uh, injury is not as severe as it first appeared. No, but he's still going to be out for like a few games. I mean, he's not coming back this series. I think that's guaranteed. 
Yeah, I, I believe that's correct. Um, so, I just to kind of quickly circle back to the Thunder, just want to say, uh, I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't wallow in their misery the way that you do, um, but I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I love their misery. <laughs> I just, if you're a Thunder fan, uh, man, like this is like this is your team. Like thirds, but outside of like some trade that they could maybe pull off, like you know, they're, they're kind of looking at this for the indefinite future. And like a lot of people were saying after that series, we're starting to say, and it's crazy how quick these things turn around, but people are now saying that the Russell Westbrook contract is like the second worst contract in the league behind John Wall. Behind John Wall. No, yeah. I don't agree with that. Okay. What would you say is the worst contract? Now oh, that is a great question. I mean, if Denver picks up Paul Millsap's $30 million option for next season, I mean, but that's Millsap's one year, good, but he's not, yeah, that is a good point. Russell Westbrook's making like forty million dollars a year for the next four years. You Chris know? Paul, that's that's not a bad one. Although his is only twenty five million a year, right? No, really, I thought it got really high. I could be wrong, but that's actually pretty good. Uh, if you ask me, who, who would I rather have uh, under their current contracts, Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook? I'd I'd have to have a real think about that. Um, Andrew Wiggins, five years, one hundred and forty eight million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah. The one thing oh, I'd God, say about Nick Batum, five years, one twenty. Woo! Chandler Parsons, four year, ninety four million dollars. Yeah, that that's is... really bad. But I mean, he's pretty deep into that one now, right? No, yeah, yeah. He's it, according to this ranking I just pulled up. It's John Wall, then Wiggins, then Chris Paul, then where's Westbrook on this list? Burr, 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 burr. Gordon Hayward. Whoa, that's too soon. That's yeah, well, the thing okay. is, Gordon Hayward's not. Uh, Russell Westbrook's not on that list, and he definitely should be. Okay, that's crazy, first of all, because Gordon Hayward had a horrible injury, and yeah, the value of the contract for the first few years was basically uh, dead money. But uh, he yeah. should start to look like himself again next year. Um, if he doesn't, then it is a horrible contract. If he does, then it's worth it. Um, the one thing I will say about Chris Paul is at least that guy can defer. Like He is aware that he's not the player that he was at his peak. Uh, he does help the team, and he does. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just a money thing with Chris Paul. Yeah, but the the thing is with like Russell Westbrook is like he's showing all these signs of decline, and he's pretty young, and he's not going to change the way that he plays. Um, yeah, I don't know. If I was an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I'd be pretty bummed right now. Um, but Chris Paul's making forty million dollars a year. Oh, it's forty a year. Yes. And this is the first year of that contract, right? Correct. It's going to be forty-four million in twenty-one twenty-two, and he's going to be like seven years old then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty rough. Um, so since uh, we're talking about the Western Conference series, uh, let's let's stay on that one. Um, Kevin Durant injured, probably won't be back for the rest of the series. Uh, almost certainly won't be back for the the final one to two games of uh, Warriors Rockets. Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that's a really good question. I kind of still think the Warriors are going to win. I sort of agree with you. They only have to win one more. Right, and, and I just think either Steph or Clay are going to have a big game in one of the next two games. Mm-hmm. Now, that might not happen, and the Warriors, the Houston might be in the Western Conference Finals, but it just still... I mean, you're taking away Kevin Durant, that's true, but you're basically just going back to the team that won two straight titles well, i don't know with, I, with a lot less depth though 
with a lot less depth. Yeah, it would be different if Boogie was coming back at the same time or something like that. It, it it's interesting. I like I could really see it going either way, but right now, just gut feeling, I think I would go with the Warriors. Yeah, I'm just kind of crazy. I'm inclined. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's how good they are. I mean, the fact is, they still have Steph, Clay, and Draymond out there. Um, yeah, and and Iguodala has been really good. Iguodala saves himself for the playoffs, and this is why. And then you know, Livingston's done. It's sad. I hate that it's true, but it's yeah, true. his goose is pretty cooked. But uh, but again, those those four guys. Uh, that's that's a lot of uh, uh, basketball talent right there. Oh yeah, um, it's still still without Durant, their top four is better than Houston's top four. Um, um cool. Uh, well, that is going to be a fun series to watch. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Uh, you know, I I I, well, I want to phrase this in a way that doesn't make me sound like a complete jerk. Um, I am uh I'm glad that the Kevin Durant injury is minimal. I would never wish uh, a serious injury upon any player, no much, no matter how much I I dislike them, uh, either their play style or them as a player. Um, but <laughs> these, this brief small injury has actually <laughs> made this series kind of interesting to me because um, I didn't really enjoy watching it before. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what happens. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. I've been the the Warriors have been interesting to watch this year more so than in the previous years just because they've they have struggled but it's still been my least interest well has it been the least interest series yeah i suppose it's the series in the second round i've cared the least about i would say yeah um yeah it's funny philadelphia toronto going to seven that is crazy well let's wait so uh i guess we did talk about portland Denver. um so yeah we can talk a little more about it it's just it was i after the quadruple overtime game the greatest which was, game of the playoffs so far i mean one of the most stressful basketball games i've ever watched uh to be honest with you there was that and i had a, a double overtime game seven st louis blues hockey game mm-hmm. that was by the way congratulations on your incredibly favorite boston bruins winning their game one today thank you but, yeah <laughs> I know how much you deeply, deeply. The Boston care. Slam is out of contention, but we can still hit a triple, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I, I do love the, I, I do love hockey, and 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 although I've not been following it as closely because of my paying more attention to basketball the last couple of years, uh, the Blues are sort of incredibly in the Western Conference Finals. In January, they were the worst team in ho- in hockey. They had mm-hmm. they were in last place, and they are now four wins away from the finals. It's it's the beauty of hockey. That's going to be a fun series too, because it's the Sharks or the other. I team. know, and we yeah. all hate the Sharks. So, <laughs> it's if they could beat the Sharks, which would be a revenge. When you say win. we all hate the Sharks, you mean Blues fans? Oh, yeah, yeah, I am yeah. a Blues fan. Ark so. does not speak for me, ladies and gentlemen. You don't care about the Sharks one way or the other. Eh, I honestly yeah. like when they were in the Stanley Cup last time. I was like, oh, cool. I hope they win. Um, but no, obviously, sure. I, I, I would root for boston first and foremost uh for as long as they're in the playoffs right but we we lost in the conference finals a couple of years ago to the, to sharks, the sharks so yeah it would be a nice uh nice win anyway it it is uh probably i don't know it's improbable and crazy and if they make it to the uh stanley cup i've already promised my one of my other super close friends who lives in st louis still that i will fly there and we will go to a game so um, <laughs> jeez I really love the the the, the blues. I I mean I no, I I I totally super into that. hockey for a while. Um, 
I totally respect that. Uh, cool. Um, yes, you've been listening to Hockey Thoughts. With <laughs> but yeah, so so Blazers, that, that quadruple overtime game was shockingly stressful. Uh, but uh, after the Blazers won that game, I kind of thought we, we had figured out the... I shouldn't say we for the Blazers. I kind of thought that they figured out the uh, what to do against Denver, and then Denver just really turned it up. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I I mean Denver should win this series, uh, and so they they and they probably will. But mm-hmm. I really feel like this getting this far this year for the Blazers after losing Nurkic is a real accomplishment. And, and I and I I'm like re- the Nuggets. So I'm really excited for Nurkic to get happy. I'm really excited that uh, for at least another season we don't have to listen to the stupid narrative of oh do they need to blow it up? Should they trade CJ or should they trade Dame? Like this team is good. Yes, they are. Nurkic will come back, and that is going to be great. Um, we already talked about Milwaukee, Boston. Um, yeah, that was cool. Sorry again. <laughs> Philadelphia, Toronto, three three. And I yeah. was so, okay. Actually, I have a question for you. So I was talking to a friend of mine who is a Bucks fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the only legitimate Bucks fan I know, uh-huh. and, and he was saying that he would rather play the Sixers than the Raptors but in both cases he's not worried he thinks that the Sixers would be like a sweep or a five game series and then the Raptors might be like five to seven games but either way he's feeling very confident about the Bucks. and I kind of think that the better matchup for the Bucks is actually the Raptors rather than the Sixers so I wanted your thoughts on that well um Man, that's tough. Uh, I think I think your friend should be cautious because the Bucks just tore through two uh, really inferior teams. And yeah, but the Bucks also did win sixty whatever games. That's the true. Season. Um, I sort of agree with your friend. I think I think Toronto would scare me a little bit more um, because of their depth. And because of how good Kawhi Leonard is and how proven he is in the playoffs, I also think Toronto is likely the team that's going to advance. Um, all these games have been blowouts. Um, the home team hasn't won every game, but uh, uh, as as the season or as the series has progressed, that's kind of the way it's it's broken out for the last few games. Um, you know, the the Raptors won by twenty at home. Uh, uh, whenever they played last, and then tonight uh, the 76ers won by, you know, 20-something at home. Um, and both of these teams have uh, uh, a track record of collapsing in the playoffs. Um, but Yeah, it's amazing that one of them is, is going, going to make to the, the finals. finals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that said, Kawhi Leonard has a track record of, of being really good in the playoffs. He's a, a former finals MVP Um and uh, as as amazing as Joel Embiid is, uh, he's he's had health struggles, and I don't see I don't see him just suddenly being like a hundred percent in the uh, in the conference finals. Um, I think Ben Simmons is is really good, but I don't think he's a match for uh, Giannis. Um, and then well, can I can I give you my yeah counter sure. reasoning? So. The way that I was thinking about it uh, is that that with the, with 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 Pascal Siakam kind of hobbled, mm-hmm. uh, both the Raptors and the Bucks are kind of like dependent on one and a half ish 
people who can legitimately get their own shot and create offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a little bit changed now that Brogdon is back, but I don't have a lot of... He's just back, first of all. I don't have a ton of faith in Eric Bledsoe, and that might be part of this. But I was thinking, like, if you if you assume that Giannis and Kawhi are going to effectively cancel each other out, mm-hmm. then the rest of the teams are actually pretty well matched up, which maybe is a bad thing for the Bucks. But if you think about the Sixers, let's say Giannis cancels out Embiid, then you still have Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. I don't care at all about Ben Simmons, but you, but and a little bit JJ Redick. I just feel like the wrapped the the Sixers have more offensive options mm-hmm. than either the Raptors or the Bucks. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on where you think Kyle Lowry's at, and like sort of in general what you think of the four through six players or seven players on um, on Toronto, but. I mean the the Bucks are a pretty. I mean, it's basically the old pattern of truly transcendent guy with four shooters, right? Yeah, but I mean, I mean that that is like, uh, you know, that's the formula. But like, like Chris Middleton is really, really good. Chris um, Middleton is really, really good. I don't Eric, know if he does he create his own offense. Do you think? Well, they they have a system that works. I mean, they don't. They he do. doesn't need to create his own offense because Giannis they drives do. draws so much attention. That's 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 their system. Like, yeah, he's the he's the Steph Curry of their system. If you yeah, will. he's like an inside Steph. Which Curry. is it's true. I, I, I like. Let me be clear here. I don't think it really matters. I think that the Bucks, assuming they don't defeat themselves, are going to win either series. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if the. Raptors are a better matchup for them, but maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you make a really interesting point. I just, I just think the 76ers, after the, those, like, those, that starting lineup, you know, um, they they start to get really suspect. And, and obviously, they're going to play the starters a lot, but that could really hurt them, you know? Yeah, that's true. And Embiid's certainly always an injury risk. Bill, yeah. Sim- Bill Simmons. Ben Simmons is a such a huge disappointment. Um, he had a great game today. Um, he has occasional great games. Yeah. He's just not. I think the thing with him is, and I thought this was well said on one of those podcasts we were talking about. He just hasn't gotten any better. He's basically yeah. the same player again. But he did have it. He did it just in all fairness. He had twenty one points and eight rebounds and six assists in thirty four minutes. He shot nine for thirteen, which is for him extremely good. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I. I. I think. I understand that people are disappointed in Ben Simmons, but I mean, he, he's he is still really good, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say because I I do think uh, Toronto is better than Philadelphia. Um, I you know I really don't know what to expect. I'm not going to pretend that I do. This is one of those podcasts. <laughs> I well, I think knew, Toronto's going to win. If we knew what to expect, <laughs> I'd just be. Yeah. Did I'd you see rich. Frank? Did you see Frank Vogel is interviewing for the Lakers job? Don't do it, Frank. I mean, like, the, did you see Ty Lue turned it down because yes, they didn't the Ty Lue situation money? was insane because they wanted to force him to have Jason Kidd as his assistant, and they also offered him like six million dollars a year for three years. Three years, and he wants a five year deal. He's like, you know, I've already won a championship. He's like, right? I'm basically like the Greg Popovich of the East. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his confidence level has always been a lot higher than his coaching level for sure. Yeah. But I mean, good lord, I really wanted that to happen. I, I really want the Lakers to just become this. I mean, continue being this like Kurt Rambis, Rob Palinka 
you know, mess. Like just the 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 continuing sort of irrelevance of uh, two of the league's supposed glamour markets is they'll, something they'll never be irrelevant because it's the playoffs and we're talking about them. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> but I like that they're relevant now in an almost Sacramento Kingsy kind of way. Yes, they, they've become yeah. like they've become this like hilarious sideshow. Um, yeah. Right. And at the center of it all is like the greatest player of the, at least the last twenty years. Um, in clearly yes, a in a downward trajectory. Um, Do you think he regrets going there? He was pretty. Like, I think he's frustrated. Yeah, his comments on on Magic's leaving were pretty hilarious. Actually, <laughs> man, that happened since our last podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's as as good as he is at being like diplomatic. He sometimes can't resist uh, throwing a little. I appreciate shade. that. I appreciate that. Actually, I do. Me too. Um, but to go back to your question, does he regret going there? I mean, he's got so much else going on, and he's got like nothing left to prove. I think this was just like just a logical step. Maybe he should have gone to the Clippers, but uh, but I don't. I think. I that think he wanted the glamour of of the Lakers. Um, as the glamour. <laughs> Does he win another title? No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is what everyone's been talking about, and uh, uh, it's it's redundant at this point. But like, who are they going to get this off season? He's There's... also older than people. I mean, he's not just that he's thirty four. Going to be. But he's been in the NBA since season. he was eighteen. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm he saying. Went to the finals it's, eight years in a row. He's it's just you know he's probably not going to be winning. He, he he's who's the guy? Like I think that the idea was that Anthony Davis would come there and and do the, what Kyrie was originally supposed to do, which was sort of take over for LeBron as LeBron aged. Yeah, right. But I think there's a, I mean, never say zero. It's the NBA, but I think there's a two percent chance that Anthony Davis is going to LA. I think it's a zero percent chance. I it was just you never know. You know. I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe they like kidnap. Uh, Who's the GM of uh, New Orleans? That's a good question. Whatever his, his or her name is, they kidnap uh, one of their children. <laughs> I just texted you a link. You should open it. It still remains one of the craziestly weird magazine covers of all time. Okay. This is uh, great Great for all our listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is like the super racist one. It was just holding Giselle Bunchen. Yeah. What a weird cover. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, Google Vogue, LeBron James, Giselle Bundchen. If, uh, you <laughs> Just go to LeBron James about. Wikipedia page. You'll find it right there. Um, cool. Yeah, so we've been talking about the Lakers longer than we've been talking about any of the playoff teams. So it is funny. That's fine. They yeah. are irrelevant in a sense, and yet they still completely captivate our imagination. No, but they're fun to talk about. They are fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, like if they end up getting, like, Campbell Walker and uh, they bring, like, Chauncey Billups out of retirement. <laughs> oh man, that would be. Isn't Chauncey Billups a Clippers coach though? Wait, no, that's he's, also uh, way, he's way too old to come out. Of no, it's not Chauncey Billups. It's uh, Sam Cassell that I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, um, just guys who just guys who hit big shots. They basically, I mean, yeah, like it's like that. You know, if you if you bring a car to a mechanic and like. You know the suspension shot. They're like, "We'll fix your suspension." Uh, right. If everything in the car is busted, it's like you need a new car, and it's like what the Lakers are. You know, it's like, yeah. So they're looking for a new coach right now. I'm 
pretty sure they're going to screw that up. Um, <laughs> it does look like it. The ownership, the management, um, and then there's this, like, uh, you know, they have some nice players, but none of them want to be there because they know that they're completely disposable and that LeBron is, like, super mercurial and uh, whimsical and can, like, uh, you know, can change his mind about a person on the spot. And if he does, that will affect that person's career because the team will do whatever LeBron wants, you know? Right. It's, uh, it's, God, it's got, it's got to be, like, if you're, like, Brandon Ingram or, or Kyle Kuzma or Lonzo Ball, it's got to really stink because, like, your development uh, is is going to potentially, and I would say even, like, and most likely be, like, uh, uh, like severely curtailed because you're kind of caught in the storm of, like, LeBron's uh, a tremendous success and the, the tremendous power that he holds over the teams that he plays for. Yep. I would agree with that. Yeah. Cool. It's, a, it's a difficult road ahead, but it's why the offseason this year, like the last few years, is going to be really fascinating. I think this is going to be like one of the most fascinating offseasons we've ever had. Because if you look at all the teams that remain, uh, a lot of them... Okay, so the Celtics did get eliminated, but that... That could be like a very different team next year. Milwaukee will likely be. be like mostly the same. Yeah, I um, agree with that. Seventy Sixers and Toronto. A lot of questions around those two teams, and a lot could go right or wrong depending on their success in the playoffs. Very, very interesting to keep an eye on that. Um, the Warriors, obviously, they have the Kevin Durant situation. Some people think he's as good as gone. Uh, I don't know if I don't. I'm not sure. I believe he's decided. I'm not sure I believe he's decided either. And also, I'm not sure exactly how severe this injury is. Um, they could be downplaying it a little bit for whatever reason right now. But that that could have an impact. Yeah, the littlest things. I mean, if you think about how DeMarcus Cousins ended up on the Warriors, I mean, these yeah. things can turn on a on an ankle, on a calf, on anything. These things can turn on an ankle. Um, yep. The, uh, I'm bringing, yeah. bringing the heat. There's so much in hanging in the balance right now. Um, yeah, it's crazy. These playoffs are crazy. There's so yeah. much at stake, even beyond what's already a lot at stake. <laughs> like, we, uh, do you have a lot more you want to talk about about the playoffs, or should we pivot to our way different conversation? Um, I'm I'm good to pivot. Uh, I guess I just one last question. If you had to guess right now, who's going to win it all? Who would you say? I would still say Golden State, but I will say this: the Bucks, man. I'm almost kind ready of, to say the Bucks. I'm kind of starting to be bought into the idea that the Bucks are going to win, which would be so amazing. It would be awesome. It would I'm be 100% a hundred percent great for the city of Milwaukee. Yes. Um, B just good for the NBA to see a small market team with a guy that they drafted like seventeenth, sixteenth. I forget yeah, when they drafted him. Something like that. So he got drafted like pretty late. Um, He's arguably become the best player in the NBA. Uh, you know, you could make a case for a couple of other guys, of course. Um, yeah, for them to ascend so quickly around this like singular talent, and for them to win it all, that would be just so great. Because yeah, yeah, I don't, 15, I don't want to see 15. fifteen. Sorry, I don't want to see the Warriors win another one. I definitely don't want to see the Rockets in the finals with the oh, way they God. play. No, thank you. You know, if Denver yeah. can squeak by a Milwaukee. Denver Finals? Oh, please, God. Apocalypse for the NBA, but joy to my heart. I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
They, they probably show that finals on NBA TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the NBA TV finals. It's <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Ark and I are going to discuss the film Avengers Endgame. Uh, we were saving it for the end of the podcast because if we'd started we it for the beginning, the hell out of this. If we'd started at the beginning, we would have talked about it for an hour and missed the opportunity to talk about basketball, and we would like to spoil it. So if you have not seen this film and you care about what, knowing what happens in it, uh, you should turn this podcast off. Now. Yeah, we will not talk about anything else on this podcast after this. This is all we're going to talk about. If you have seen it, please stick around. If you're my mom and you're listening to this, mom, you don't care about these movies. You might as well listen. <laughs> it might not make any sense. Also, hello. Uh, what's that? Also, hello to your mom. Hey, mom. Yeah. yeah. We're so appreciative that you're listening. Family's uh family's doing really good right now. Uh, one of my brothers just had a beautiful, healthy daughter, and uh, everyone's just over the moon. That's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Did they pick a name? They did, but I don't feel like I should say it on the podcast. That's fine. Um, you can tell me off off. Air. I will. I will tell you that my little brother just sent a video uh, of his beautiful, like three day old daughter with the hiccups, and it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, you cut out there for a sec. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. You just pictured a sneezing infant or a hiccup. I infant. did. I laughed a bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Avengers Endgame. Uh, let's start just with what what you thought of the movie in, in a general sense. I enjoyed it. Um, it was pretty good. It it was, I think, uh, on Letterboxd out of five stars, I gave it a four. It was, it, it did about... It, I think it was as good as it could have been given all of the things it had to accomplish. Um, you know, it was trying to tie up so many plot lines and mm-hmm. so many loose ends and, and these kind of things. It, it had it was crazy long. Um, really, 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 really long. But uh, but I thought it was really good. I, I thought there were some really smart choices made. I Some people I've seen have criticized the uh, the fact that the movie basically takes you through a bunch of movies you've already seen <laughs> as mm-hmm. a way to sort of gin up feeling. But I thought that was brilliant. I was really, really thought that was a, a really smart choice to have a lot of those scenes go back. I thought some of the fan service was really nicely done. I mean, you saw a lot of stuff like, I mean, they didn't spend too much time in any one setting from a previous film. Um, and no, but and there were some really funny moments like, uh, like Chris, uh, what's his name? Not Chris, uh, the dude from guardians of the galaxy. Oh, uh, yeah, that is a Chris, first of all. Uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Uh, you know, when we saw Guardians of the Galaxy, that soundtrack was awesome. Yeah. And but you never, him... you never saw him with the headphones on without the music blasting, yeah. singing along and sounding brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so smart. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, I, I have to say that, like, I just really loved it. I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was really well structured, whereas Infinity War, as much as I liked Infinity War, it definitely felt uh, longer than it was. I mean, Infinity War is shorter than Endgame, and it feels about an hour longer. Um, uh, Infinity War is intolerable. I watched it again, and I liked it more than I liked it the first time. Yeah. But it is it is so just just people fighting and yelling for a really long time. I like I like it. I I do like it, but 
that's like these are all our characters and now they're in the same movie and we haven't right. really done a lot like the only new thing is thanos and then some of the new chemistry like when thor meets the guardians of the galaxy that part is fun i yeah. would agree that part is but fun. um with this film because uh the majority of the film is set five years after the events of Endgame, there's really Super fun smart. stuff like the uh yeah that was great that was such a smart play yes agreed because you didn't feel like you were too far afield from from you know this universe that you know because a lot of characters like Captain America and uh, Ant Man um, are very much the same. Uh, it was kind of brilliant to use Ant Man, who hasn't been super heavily f- featured in the Marvel universe. It was really smart to kind of use him as sort of the audience surrogate because he's the only character who uh, is alive in you know for the the events that take place five years in the future until the end of the movie when they bring everyone back um he's the only the only character that is alive at that time that doesn't know what's happened in that five years so when they introduce like the hulk who now is uh a just bruce banner in the hulk's body and probably my favorite character in the entire movie who i hope they continue to use in the future um uh they use him to kind of introduce that character because because He's like, what the heck is going on? And that allows them to give you that exposition exposition without making it seem really forced. Um, the whole, like, depressed, fat, drunk Thor thing, they laid it on a little thick, but I still really enjoyed it. I think it's I great. really enjoyed that, yeah. I think it's great. I know some Chris... people felt like it was fat shaming. I didn't feel that way, but, I mean, I respect other people's feelings on that. I thought it was really respectful that they kept that going. Eh, even... I'm a fat guy. I wasn't offended. <laughs> <laughs> you are, first of all, not a fat guy <laughs> at all. Um, but also, I don't. I don't think that. I think that it could have been played more in that way. But the fact that he stayed at the um, out of shape size even when he was being a badass at the end, I thought was really oh, interesting. That was so hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, he like calls his like hammer and lightning strikes when they're about to fight like the big bad guy at the end of the movie and his beard just automatically gets braided (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) so there was a lot of fun stuff like that see if it really was fat shaming i i I think he would have like at the end gotten like skinny and muscular again yeah he would have gotten ripped again the minute he got over if they had been associating fatness with being a bad person or whatever, then he would have, the minute he figured out his path, he would immediately have been in shape again. Yeah, but instead that's not he was just happened. like a badass fat guy with a Yeah, he just didn't beard. care. He was just yeah. like, okay, I'm still, sorry. Uh, like, I'm oh gonna, yeah, I just have to. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna take care of this problem. Notes to myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, I, I, I really don't know what else to say. Uh, I, 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 it made me like really hopeful uh, for the future of the Marvel universe, because now the next phase is all going to be kind of a little more sci-fi heavy. Cause we're always going to be in the future. We're always going to be in this like severely transformed earth. Uh, well, are we, what do you mean? We're going to see what happens in Spider-Man, right? Have you watched the trailer? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what's going on with the multiverse. Well, I think that's nonsense because that's, all I, stuff well, that... yeah, because I mean, if the comics are to be, believe then that will be nonsense given the mysterio is a liar yeah exactly yeah i just love so much that they're using mysterio and his fishbowl and that they're not removing the fishbowl i know i but i I, I think it's great yeah i just want to say that i i am very excited as well for what's coming next 
and I'm definitely on board. I'm kind of hopeful that this is the end of the Russo brothers participation. Mm-hmm. I just, I think they've done enough now. Yeah. They've directed a lot of these films. Um, yeah. And they do a great job with it, but, uh, they, they do, but it'd I'm be ready nice. for something new. It'd be nice to get a fresh voice. I would just hate, I mean, they just finished a really, really good movie. Um, and it would be a shame if they handed the reins over to someone else uh, who wasn't as good, knowing that these guys do seem like they have the juice to maybe squeeze out uh, one or two more good movies. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of ready for ready for someone new to be involved. I just I think they have certain you know, as with any creative people, they have uh, some things that they bring to the table that are great. Some things they bring to the table aren't great, and those holes in their style uh, aren't going to be filled until someone else is doing it. Right. So I think they've been pretty rightly criticized for not being great at handling the women in the movies. And I would agree with that. (laughs) I would agree with that scene where all the female heroes. Oh, that was so, I mean, come on. It was so pandering. It was extremely pandering. Um, But I had to remind myself, like when I saw it in the theater, like I rolled my eyes and then I, I was like, wait, you know, this is for kids. Representation is important. Like, Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact, of course, that they have all these strong women. I just thought it was like very much like, hey, look, look, look. I know. Yeah, no, it was like, (laughs) it was not nuanced at all. No, it just could have been handled. I mean, listen, I am not a woman and I do know women who saw that and were incredibly happy about it. And that's awesome. I think that's really, really cool. I just think the I same. I say I'm a fat guy and I wasn't. Offended. <laughs> I just think the same effect could have been done in a less ham fisted way. It's like, what if they had taken every like minority character, like all right. three of them and had them yeah. do the same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just we're wasn't so progressive and diverse. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. wasn't, wasn't great. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm 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 very interested. I'm also very interested to see what happens in the next Captain Marvel movie because I do think that she was overpowered for this story. Mm-hmm. She's just too strong for the for the consequences. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do in her movies. Like, how are they going to create challenges for her? And also, whatever the next big bad is, like, how do they scale that up so that a character like Captain Marvel really feels at risk because the only thing that they really did with Captain Marvel in this movie was just have her not be around and just basically say, Oh yeah, she's handling everywhere else. And it's like, cool, cool. That's cool. It's (laughs) impressive. But we just got to know this character and you kind of hinted that she was going to be really important. And now she's not really around because if she was, she would just kick the crap out of everybody. That was, that was one of the things that didn't totally work for me. Um, yeah. Do you want to know what my theory is? I do. I think they're going to, eventually introduce the x-men and have the whole rogue captain marvel thing happen and have that like diminish her powers oh very interesting my good friend yeah uh i am curious so should we talk a little bit about who we think the next bad guy is going to be sure i think it's gonna be galactus see i thought it was going to be galactus but a lot of people who know more than me are saying they don't think it's going to be galactus so who do you think it's going to be well i heard one theory that i thought was interesting which was annihilus hmm uh, and maybe that's the way to bring the Fantastic Four in, that maybe they've been in the new- neutral zone this whole time. Not the neutral zone, the, uh, what's it called? The Something negative neutral. zone? Or the negative or... zone. They've been in the negative zone this whole time, mm-hmm. which would be really interesting. Um, I would love to see Doctor Doom, but I think they're going to probably wait on that. The, we know the Eternals are coming next, so that's 
interesting. I don't know. I just think Galactus is probably so farther off because there's so much they would have to do to get that going. Well, and they, I don't know if they even know what they're doing yet with uh, Galactus X-Men or Nihilus. They know. have to reintroduce uh, the Fantastic Four, um, right. and which I would love so probably much too favorites. early. Right, because like that last Fantastic Four movie wasn't that long ago, right? And I guess most people have forgotten it because it was. Yeah, I mean, old. they. I think the Spider Man movies were closer to, to each other. Yeah, so I don't those, know if they care those about those. Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies still made a ton of money. They just stopped making them because <laughs> they were miserable and no one really liked them. But I don't think Marvel thinks that. I think Marvel assumes that if they make a Fantastic Four movie, it'll be great. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I I've heard I hope we might so. see Adam I, Warlock. I I cannot wait to see those characters. Uh, me too. I mean, they're my favorites. Third, third so, two. yeah. I, one thing I definitely do not want to see is the scrolls. I they've done that, so I don't think they'll. go That's what I'm saying. That. And yeah. I've, some people are like, "Oh no!" But there's going to be other scrolls who are bad. I'm like, please don't do that. I think the thing is, whatever they end up doing, it's going to have to be something like this whole Infinity Saga, where all these movies were building to that seminal clearly you know, yeah. confrontation you know right so definitely i'm they know what they're doing they did a great job and they want to replicate that success so i'm sure they already have a plan laid out um well, i assume you are as as excited as i am for the next spider-man movie oh i've already got tickets for opening night my friend well i'm a little hurt but then again i believe that you are not kidding when you say you do not want to go to movies with me anymore yeah it's at the alamo <laughs> what what are you what? I can't tell anymore if you're joking. I I love seeing movies with you. Okay. Just not at the Alamo. What? But what would the difference be in your mind? Because it stresses me out. If you talk when we're at, like, AMC, am I annoyed? Yes. Am I horrified because we're violating the theater's policy that I love? No. I didn't talk during the last movie we saw there. I said, like, two things at the beginning during the trailers. And then he you, gave me that look of death. And you I was talked, like, okay, fine. You talked during the film. I let you talk during the trailers, even though I found it uh, inappropriate. I did not talk during the film. I said, like, two things the entire time, and both times you gave me death stares. Two things too much, my friend. Well, that might be true, but I would not say that I'm, like, a, you know, impossible movie talker who cannot be, uh, who cannot be relied on. <laughs> Plus, now I know how you feel. Uh, I did not intentionally not invite you, invite you to Spider-Man. Uh, okay. I, That's good to know. No, I, I just, like, went to Avengers with no, Martin and Max, fine. and we were like, oh, my gosh. That's fine. That's fine. You I'm know, not hurt. People like you are so annoying. Like, <laughs> you expect me to invite you to people. every single thing I do. <laughs> we're going to a concert together next week. I invite we you to stuff all the time. We are going to a concert next do week. Do I ever get all, like, butt hurt when you do stuff without me? No, because I know you I'm have not, a life outside of our friendship, I, and no, I respect listen, that, and I support listen, that. Listen to me and heed my words, my friend. I am not upset that you do not want to go to a specific movie with me. I'm only upset that you would suggest that you wouldn't want to go to any movies with me. I'm not suggesting that. I'm right. saying explicitly. You're saying it outright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for one theater, buddy. No. Oh, God. I'll right, give you well, a second chance. Let's go you. see something at Alamo. I'll give you a second thank chance. Yeah. But if you screw it up, I don't want to hear you whining. Listen, I respect whether I agree or don't agree with your style, I respect you. And if I want to go to a movie with you and you have strong feelings about this, then clearly I need to respect those feelings. Thank you. Yeah. Was that so hard? No, but I already said that. So, <laughs> 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 All 
All right, I got to get going. So Are we going to do another one of these before the finals are over? Or? I think we need to. I think we need to put put a bow on it. Okay, good. No, good, you don't good, want to? Good. No, I'd like oh, you to. you do want to. I'd okay. like to. I like that this one we only had like a 40% fight, whereas in the last episode we recorded together, we had like a 110% fight. <laughs> this one was not a real fight, and that one was. So. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Great. Uh, have a great night, and I will see you next week if I don't see you before. Oh, and bye, audience. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs>